Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach 360. Oh, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360 on Friday, November 16th, 2018. The show is brought to you by the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. The Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce has been serving the city of Manhattan Beach for over 60 years, and they are dedicated to promoting a strong local economy by supporting the community, providing valuable business connections, and representing business with government. The Chamber staff is focused on providing its membership with the tools and resources to help businesses grow and thrive within the community. Their goal is to continually support the individual efforts of business as they work to support the growth of the local economy. For more information on how the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce is working with member businesses and the city of Manhattan Beach to support that growth, visit the website at manhattanbeachchamber.com or call 310-545-5313. Okay, you can find out more about us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The South Bay Show or visit the website at www.thesouthbayshow.com. Persistence, passion, principle, and purpose, that's what we talk about here on The South Bay Show. And joining me this morning is President and CEO of the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce and producer of Manhattan Beach Chamber 360, Mark Lips. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Jackie. The I know, show is I know. already a free-for-all. I know, I know. Whenever <laughs> Joe's not here, um, things tend to go a little bit off the rails. I take full responsibility. Uh, so, But anyway, you're here. You're here to help me out, yeah. right? No, 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 no. That, yeah. I'm, I'm right here. I got your back. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, so um, I know that you always have uh, some updates for us, chamber updates, information. Boy, oh, boy, I am getting a ton of event information from you in your newsletters uh, are, you know i thought it used to be a weekly newsletter now it seems like i get a daily newsletter from the well chamber, which no is you great. get well okay so listen what at the chamber we have our weekly newsletter but we always send out email blasts of of events and things coming up and we're a pretty active chamber uh i had a i had a person i you know i just thought we were doing our regular thing you know and i had a person tell me the other day he said man mark you guys are like the Ever Ready Bunny over there. Oh, you know who it was? Yeah. It was the Easy Reader. They said, you guys are like the Ever Ready Bunny is over there because it, it, it just seems like you've always got something going on. You know, in, interesting thing, too. You know, the Heroes of Manhattan, our women's mastermind this week was just, I mean, uh, really fantastic. 110 women under one roof mentoring each other. There was a panel of really special women. Uh, the theme was metamorphosis. And i got to tell you, as a guy – um uh it was it was just very even though I was a guy very cool to watch just to see these women all network and 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 just help each other uh i i know that you were very busy wednesday cuz i saw you at the gelson's grand uh the gelson's grand oh, opening yeah. uh mm-hmm. first thing in the morning and then i and then once that ribbon was cut you were in your car and out of there you had to go to the yeah, uh, yeah. mastermind well i had 100 yeah. women 110 women showing up you don't want to. Yeah, you don't want to be late for that. Yeah, so, no, 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 no. Uh, that but it's could, even going to be, be better next year. We have some fun things planned for next year, just to really treat these women very special, and as they are, they're really all excited. You know, just by the fact that you 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 buy the ticket and you show up and you sit at the table and you participate, um, I think that kind of makes you special right there. It says something about you. 
Uh, and so you really have a, a, a room full of engaged, exciting um, of women. And uh, it was really funny. And, um, and I think they really loved it when I'm removing plates from their table. And, uh, <laughs> and, they're, and they're asking me, another glass of water, please, Mark. Uh, you yeah. know. I like it. So. I like it. So uh, the well, that's good. Uh, um, that was a success. That was a huge success, and very, and I very, saw that even over and above last year, we keep better, getting better and better. Uh, we're going to do the Jocelyn Center next year. Still, it'll be uh, November thirteenth is the tentative date right now for next year, and um, uh, you know, hopefully, we build this thing to where we have to go find even a bigger venue uh, because we're yeah. going to add more tables next year. So that's yep. great. Well, I, as and, I said, I saw that you. That you are also you've uh, got the date for your holiday party, and there's yep. a, a holiday bazaar and other stuff. Well, November 29th is our holiday party, uh, and it'll be at WeWork again. We're gonna have Vox DJs there. Um, we're gonna have uh, 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 we're gonna hopefully have Santa there. Uh, we'll see about that. Um, he's pretty busy. Um, the uh, uh, we're going to uh, we're going to do a white elephant sort of thing where you don't have it's not mandatory to participate or come to the party, but uh, you bring a, a gift. Of, you know, don't spend anything more than twenty dollars, and you will get a number, and then the number is assigned to the gift that you bring to, and so it gets put in a thing, gets put in a big uh, line of of gifts, and then. Um, you will pick a number uh, out of the bowl, and then in about an hour after all the gifts have arrived, you go and find your gift that matches that number, all right? And then if you want to trade your gift with someone, you've got to walk around and meet people and see what they have, and that right. way it's forced, forced networking. So it's a little different spin on the on the whole white elephant gift idea, uh, but mm-hmm. you have to do that if there's 100 people at the party. So yeah. Um, uh, it, that should be fun, and box DJs will be there. Plus, I've I've got this old style magician who's going to be there. He was at my bite at the beach. I met him there. He just showed up and he started doing magic, and I've got him coming back. And I mean, you can be five inches from his hands and just and looking at where those cards are are what's happening with them, and he's still just his sleight of hand is just remarkable. It's just unbelievable. You're really just going, how did he do that? But he, you know, he you know, pulls cards from out of his jacket and, and that was your card and pulls out of your jacket. You know, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Uh, and so it, we're, it, I'm it, excited it, to bring a, him. The what? It's a little creepy. It, it always, I always well, find that a little I, creepy. I've seen this guy. I, I've seen this guy you're talking about. And and it just scares me. It scares why? me. Why? A clown scares me. This guy, I look at as magic. That's a. I I want to see if he's if he only has five fingers. I'm assuming he's got at least eight fingers on each hand or something, you know, because yeah. it's just amazing what these guys do. So yeah, um, yeah, it's really fun. That by the way, I just um, so the holiday party, but also I wanted to mention something else that I went to this this, and, and I usually do, been going to this for years, off and on for years. Uh, now is the uh, at, now that I'm working at the chamber, um, you know I make it a point to go every, at, to every lunch they have, and that's the Manhattan Beach Coordinating Council, and they had their first meeting where they honored uh, students from all the elementary schools, the middle school, the high school, and American Martyrs, and uh, uh, they did it at the Bellamar. Uh, they're the best kept secret in town. I just keep forgetting that you know you, people just don't know they exist. And they've been around for well, Suzanne's on the line. They've been around for a hundred years, and um, they uh, um, they 
they give out almost $20,000 in scholarships every year to to wow. these kids. And um, I tell you, these kids get up there, and they talk, and they speak, and, and you hear their teachers talk about them. You're going, oh, my gosh, wow. I, I You know, as, a, as an adult, I'm feeling less than. You know, it's just uh, these these kids are remarkable. They, and but but it's what's what's great about how they choose these kids. It goes beyond just academia. I mean, these kids are chosen. I mean, teachers were using words like they're so kind-hearted, they're leaders in their class, their their character. You know, uh, all of these things, uh, demeanor, um, and this is what also their peers were saying about them. So. Uh, it's really a, a fantastic group. So if you ever want a feel-good moment, I said this in my uh, my Happy Friday newsletter. If you ever want a feel-good moment, go to the Manhattan Beach Coordinating Council website and find out when the next lunch is going to be. Because to see these kids get up there, it just swells your heart, and you just go, "Wow, these kids are awesome. They're great." You know, um, we're we're in good hands. We're in good hands. Yeah, we don't exactly. have to worry we're, about the, the world's going to be okay. You know, so uh, yeah. really, really fantastic. So. Um, All right. Well, since you mentioned, um, um, uh, we've had uh, some of these guests on the show before um, uh, from Kiwanis, Manhattan Beach Kiwanis International. So um, we're going to we're going to bring them in right now. We got a bunch to talk about with them. Mark, who are our guests this morning? Well, uh, Pat, the uh, (laughs) or or Bob, the uh, our guests coming down today are uh, Cindy Carvel. Uh, which I don't I don't know if I knew this about Cindy, but she was born in Spain and raised in Texas. Texas, I knew about. I'm not sure I knew about. No, I think I did about the Spanish part. But anyway, she began her career in luxury home development. That's why I'm trying to get her to come over to my house and do something with that house. But where she gained vast knowledge of construction, design, and new home and lot sales. Her multinational background gives her the ability to work with both local and international clients. So. Um, and, and Cindy and her family moved here in uh, uh, 2001. She fell in love with the California lifestyle, loved Los Angeles, just came here to start her own family and, with her husband uh, and two young daughters lived. I mean, they're living the quintessential California lifestyle. I, I love the, I've known these guys for a few years, and, and I love the fact that, they're, that they've really jumped in and gotten involved. She's co-founder of the Carvel professionally of uh, the Carvel Fraser Group at Douglas Elliman Real Estate. Um, but community involvement is very important, and she and her husband, who I'll introduce next, are very involved in our community, and it's it's great to see. And, and right now she's currently also president of the Manhattan Beach uh, Kiwanis International. Uh, she's co-facilitator of Leadership Manhattan. I don't know how much time she has – I don't know how she has time to do her professional gig. But uh, another guest is Stephen Carvel, uh, the other half. Uh, and uh, he's the Manhattan Beach estate planning attorney that has worked in the community for over a dozen years handling estate planning needs. He was a member of the Leadership Manhattan Beach class of 2017 where he was class project co-lead for the renovation of Manhattan Beach's historic Santa float. I know, Stephen, he'll be forever known as the guy who brought back the historic Santa float. Um, he served as chairman of the Santa Float Committee from now for four years, where he managed the float's five special appearances and 15 nights out touring the community. More recently, Stephen was elected to the Board of Directors of Leadership Manhattan and serves as the alumni director. Um, Stephen also worked with the chamber, by the way, to help relocate the old floats so that it's now being used 
for good in another city. And they haven't, and it's, so it's a brand new Santa float. Uh, Suzanne Carger uh, is our third guest today. Uh, is a 20-year resident in Manhattan Beach, retired after a 35-year career in the fashion industry. She's currently serving the community as a Manhattan Beach Parks and Rec Commissioner. Uh, she volunteers for several local philanthropic organizations, including the Neptunian Women's Club, as chair of the Clubhouse Reopening Gala and co-chair for Michael's Learning Place, annual Drag Queen Bingo event, uh, she also sits on the board of directors for Kiwanis Manhattan Beach as the director of sponsorship and chairperson for the first annual breakfast with Santa on November 25th. So this morning we're going to learn about a couple of the Manhattan Beach Kiwanis events coming up, holiday events, and um, uh, also a little bit about Kiwanis, the history of Kiwanis, but the ever-popular Santa float and the first annual breakfast with Santa event. So we're going to hear more about that. So Steve, Cindy, Suzanne, Welcome back to the program. We're glad you could join us this morning. Thank you, Mark. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. All right. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nice ad living on the on the intro. I like that. I like that, Mark. Well, you yeah, a little often. too much talk. Too much talk. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, it's okay. So. Uh, welcome, welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody. Um, before we um, jump to today's topic, Su- uh, Suzanne Mark mentioned that uh, you're involved with um, the, the South Bay uh, thing that he was talking about a little earlier. You want to just give a little shout-out about that? About the, uh, the, the, the breakfast? No. I, uh, the, Suzanne, aren't you involved? weren't you involved with the coordinating council? No. Or do you just go to the lunches? Oh, oh okay. No. Or do you no. don't even do that? I, I, I don't know who I'm I talking don't. to then. I, I just forget I even right. brought that up. Never, By the way, what I'm saying, Suzanne, is I expect to see you at the next lunch. That's what well, I'm well. Then there is that. There is that because we do go in the similar circles. We're at almost everything, aren't we? Mark? I know. I just assumed you were at that one too. If I was there, I figured you would be there. So. Okay. okay. All right. Well, we'll get we'll get to the coordinating council on another program, Mark. Maybe you could tee that up for a future yeah. program. All right. Yeah. 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 So okay. So. So just right off the bat, as I mentioned before the show, um, Stephen, you've been on the show. I think you've been on the show every year uh, to, to tell us about Kiwanis and, and your involvement with the Santa float each year. But um, give us, can you give us a, a little history of, our, of, of Kiwanis in general and the Manhattan Beach chapter in particular? Absolutely. Uh, first of all, thank you for having us. Uh, we always look forward to being on your show. I think this is the fifth year you've allowed us to do this and, and talk about the Santa float, which we love. We can talk about it nonstop, and in fact, we do if you give us a chance. Um, Kiwanis okay. is an international service club. It has chapters in literally every city, in every state, all over the country, and in more than 80 other countries. Uh, it, it, since 1987, uh, there was a change in the Kiwanis organization. It began accepting women into the into the club and so we have on tonight or on today this morning i guess uh our uh president right now who happens to be a female we're uh, very proud of that um there are more than 600,000 members uh in Kiwanis all over the world our mission is to serve children and that's a very broad scope we can do really anything that we want as long as it's serving children and it can be raising funds to serve children or it can be providing direct benefit to children um, it started in 1915 in, in Detroit, Michigan, the club did. The name, uh, it, it's a, there's a little bit of uh, dissension about what the, the, the name really means. Uh, some people believe it started with uh, the Native American Ojibwe Indian language 
a word, uh, gawanzi, which means to fool around, which we do. We have a good time. Uh, there's also uh, <laughs> another there's another uh, group that sort of believes that it, it, it started with another Indian language, and it means to build. And so we really kind of follow that we build. We've adopted the meaning to mean we build. Uh, and what we try to build is we try to build uh, good relationships in the community, and we try to foster uh, children's causes wherever we can. And so that, that sort of leads right into, you know, what do we do here in Manhattan Beach? Well, we started here in 1955, which coincidentally is the same year that the float began. Um, it's really, there's a lot of tradition around our club. It's a great organization, a great group of people. But one of the really neat traditions that we have is our president uh, has a gavel and a bell. Uh, and that gavel and the bell are both inscribed with the year that Kiwanis began in Manhattan Beach. That's how I know uh, it started in 1955. So uh, that's kind of our that's kind of our story here in the South Bay. I like wow. it. I like nice. it. I like it. Okay. So so Cindy, you are the current president of uh, Manhattan Beach Kiwanis International. Um, I, I'm sorry. Did did Steve say that you were the first woman president, or did I misunderstand? No, I'm not the first woman president, but um, I'm just the first girl. I'm just the current president. Who happens to be a woman. We've had um, okay. two or three, two other women, no, one other before me. Okay, you, you are sounding very low. Um, we can barely hear you. Um, huh. All right, you know what I'm going to do? I'll I'm going <laughs> to uh, – oh, that, that sounds better. That sounds better. Okay. So okay. How, long have you been, how long have you been president? So I've been president since October, so I'm fairly new. All right, and uh, do you, you have that? Okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, so, yeah. You sound much, you sound much better now. Yeah. Go ahead, Mark. Cindy and Stephen, was it always uh, Kiwanis's mission to uh, be involved with kids? Is that did I hear that? Yeah, I think you know, as near as I know, that's that's always been their mission, going all the way back to like 1915. And okay. you have to remember that things were really different back then. There wasn't a lot of socializing. You couldn't just flip on your phone and get your fix of social interactions through social media. And so what I've what's sort of that. evolved, yeah, you, you've heard those are more recent uh, devices or inventions. So what kind of evolved were these, these public service organizations where people came together socially, but not only did they come together socially, but they adopted um, public causes. So, right. uh, you know, for example, there are other clubs here in the South Bay that are public service organizations, and they have their own causes uh, Rotary, for example, I believe their cause is the um, eradication of the polio virus, which they've been very successful at. Uh, and you know, if, if you go into the, the sort of the genesis of any of these public service organizations, it seems like they all have a, a charitable, like a, a charitable cause that they spread across the entire organization. Mm-hmm. Ours just happens to be, <clears throat> excuse me, the benefit of children. So, what are there uh, any children's groups? In Manhattan Beach, that benefit directly from you guys. Are, are you working with any groups? We do. Uh, so we, we have. Or? Yeah, we have a number. We have a number of things that we do. Uh, one is we have a scholarship fund that we give out scholarships every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I forget what the number is. That's not my department. I'm I, I'm overwhelmed with everything I do on the Santa Flow. But so we give out a significant amount of scholarships to uh, high school age kids uh, here in the community. We, our biggest project is the Santa Float. The Santa Float right. takes a huge amount of, of, of time. I've tried to sort of quantify the number of man hours that go into it or people hours that go into it. 
I think in estimation, it's somewhere over 2,000. Now, that's not wow. all uh, put in by uh, Kiwanis members. That's really spread across 15 different organizations in the community. But it is a huge undertaking. You know, not now, only do we do the five. Is that the number one? Is that the big? Is that a, 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 the number one fundraiser to uh, uh, provide the the revenue for these scholarships? It's actually not. So we we really try to do things just as a public service organization to benefit the community without really trying to raise funds. So we the Santa Float is not a fundraiser. It's a fun it's a fun loser. Fun. If, if, yeah. if, if that's a possible if that's a, if that's a word, um, we have uh, really tried to stay true to the community and the small town roots and not um, not. Uh, Monetize commercialize it. the, the we'll monetize yes. the float. Commercialize yes. the, fro- the float. We we do have expenses that we have to cover. It's not an inexpensive undertaking. We go through, you know, thousands of dollars in candy canes alone every single year. So the float is in fact not a fundraiser. It's a fund. It's a fund loser. Um, we have some other small fundraisers that we do. So for example, we run the bike and stroller valet at hometown fair, which is a little fundraiser for us. There's a donation that's encouraged. We also run a similar bike and stroller valet for um, Tour de Pier uh, here in Manhattan Beach, which is also a very small fundraiser for us. And then generally just club donations is what we run the remaining uh, charitable uh, donations off of. So what is the um, first night that the sleigh, that the Santa Float heads out? Well, so the special appearances have already begun. Uh, The first special appearance was this past Wednesday at Pier Lighting. Uh, it's parked in the Metlock Center. I'm sure a lot of people saw it there. Um, the first night that we actually officially go out uh, is going to be on November the 26th this year. So typically we head out the first Monday after Thanksgiving. And it, it hasn't always been this way. It, we're sort of a victim of our own success. It's gotten so popular, and we have so many kids and families um, that want to you know, hop up on the sleigh that the routes were getting longer and longer. Uh, it used to be that we would start at 5.30 and we would try to end around 9. Unfortunately, we would usually end around 10 or 10.30, and it was just too late for the little ones to get on the float. So we began you know, leaving earlier, uh, and then we started adding nights, and we're now we're up to 15 nights to be able to make it through the community. So we wow. divide the neighborhoods into 15 different routes. You can see all the routes at our um, at Santa's web address in Manhattan Beach, which is www.manhattanbeachsantafloat.com. The routes are up there. Uh, the public service organizations that are staffing the float will be up there shortly, just as soon as I finalize them. So we're, we're getting very close. We're about 10 days away uh, from launching from the North Pole on our first nightly route. Well, I know yeah, we're no. scheduled for December 14th. That's the correct. The chamber, the chamber is scheduled for December the fourteenth. Um, how many, how, how many people can, if, if, for instance, how many people can I have on that float, uh, traveling? Well, so when we renovated the float, we one of the things we wanted to do was add uh, quite a bit of space. So the, our our original float, the float that dated back to nineteen fifty five, could comfortably only hold Santa plus about four or five, um, and what. What we started seeing was the public service organizations that come up on the float use the float as a, a bonding experience for their members, and it just wasn't enough to have only four or five people up there. And Jackie and Mark, I know you both have been out on the float, and so you understand or you recognize that people have a great time. Uh, it's, we're not yep. just out. There's work. There's a lot of yep. work that goes on with it, but 
but people and it's have not a, a short night. It's a it's a it's a it's a long night. But it is. So fun. we started. We've had to start leaving uh, the North Pole at 4:45 in the afternoon, or we or we, I should correct that. We we need to be on our starting point at 4:45 in the afternoon. Sometimes that means we leave the North Pole a little earlier, and then we go as long as it takes to complete our route. And it's getting bigger and bigger every single year. Um, some in some areas, people have begun having block parties where that's what I've know, noticed. Yeah, we come around the corner, and there's hundreds of people in the street, and we're just not getting through it quickly. Um, We've or, lost people on the float to some of those parties. <laughs> we have. We, <laughs> we, we have. Uh, and in fact, uh, so uh, Suzanne's on. She's a Neptunian also. And last year, we lost a few Neptunians. They got off to use the restroom oh. in the float left that, with that us. That's so funny. Down the street from the clubhouse. And then they thought they could just pick it up, and the sleigh went in another direction. So yeah. they're wandering around in costumes, <laughs> elf costumes. <laughs> How many people have you seen the sleigh? Have you yeah. seen the So they were invited to all the block parties. Yeah. So, so, so the next thing we see, the next thing we see is a police car pulling up, pulling up, and and it looks like a clown car with all the ladies in elf costumes getting out. <laughs> That's a, oh, I'd love to have gotten a picture of that. That would have been a hoot. I just want to, Mark, I just want to clarify for anybody that's listening that is not familiar with the Manhattan Beach Santa, Santa Sleigh. Um, they have a route. They go, they stop it as, like in the middle of each block, and they give all the families and kids an opportunity to get up in the sleigh and take pictures with Santa. And and that's that's what is the time-consuming thing because a lot of people use that as their their uh, holiday photo, and and because of that, uh, Steve, you you have started doing these special appearances. You mentioned the peer lighting ceremony. Uh, you, you tell us about the other one so that uh, that you're actually doing before the the sleigh tour starts. Tell us tell sure. us about the rest of. Sure. So uh, that's a great segue, actually. So um, one of the things that we've always been trying to do is find an event early enough in the year that families can come out and um, hop up on the sleigh and get a picture with Santa that they can use for their holiday cards. We initially started doing um, the last, bringing the sleigh and Santa out to the last uh, event uh, at picnics in the park. Concerts in the Park series. Concerts concert in the Park, yeah. Right. Well, so that last event's typically late August, early September. It was just too early, it was just too early in the year. People weren't really wrapping their head around the idea. So um, we've sort of always had in, in the back of our minds trying to figure out another event. And so Suzanne, this last year, yes. came up with the idea of uh, bringing back a tradition here in Manhattan Beach, which is called the Pancake Breakfast. And I'm going to let I'm going to let Suzanne talk about it, but that's sort of the genesis of this upcoming pancake breakfast. One of them is to give kids and families an early enough opportunity to get up there. So, Suzanne, you want to talk about the pancake breakfast a little bit? I'll just take I over the show will. and I'll start directing, guys. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, I am the director of sponsorship, and as you heard, most of what we are doing are service oriented. For instance, running the sleigh, it's sleigh uh, float. It's a service to the community, uh, but I was looking for ways to uh, fundraise more uh, money that we can give back to different organizations. So one of um, our more senior members just was telling me that they used to do pancake breakfast, and I said, that's fabulous. It's small town. It's old school. 
merge it in with new school, and let's have an opportunity for families to see Santa before it goes on the road, have a, have a photo opportunity, and just have a simple pancake breakfast. And additionally, we are partnering in with Children's Hospital Los Angeles, who will be the recipients of the money that we raise. So it seemed like the, the, the perfect marriage, and we are delighted to have it on November the 25th at the Jocelyn Center, and it will be 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. And tickets are $8. Children five and under are free. So we're going to have the pancakes. We're going to have live, live music. Um, we're going to have face painting, letters to Santa, and a whole lot of really fun opportunities, uh, raffles and, and, and the like. But I think it's, it's our first one. And I think it's just a great way to bring the community together in hopefully an annual tradition. Yeah. What date is that again, Suzanne? It's Sunday, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, the 25th of November. So it's the day before the sleigh goes out on tour. Right. Nice. Yeah, you know, those pan- those pancake breakfasts are very, very popular. A lot of the service organizations, in addition to the big shopping centers, do them. You know, there's there's a ton of them on my website. I I get I get uh, press releases from everybody doing the pan- it's it's very popular, very very popular. So um, and you know it's, yeah, that's- it's easy and 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 it's kind of I love that old school feel to it. You know, sometimes yeah. we forget that some of those things that we kind of experienced as kids are really fun, and and we really want this to be an amazing family affair. Um, we thing. are also going thing. to have a, um, a a professional photographer um, on our own Jeff Wilson, who uh, takes a lot of school local school photos of the kids. Oh my gosh, we all and, know Jeff. Oh, yeah. he's been doing that. So, oh. Forever, right? Yeah, he does and the so Donald. He does to- the Donald Duck voice <coughs> to get the kids' attention, and yeah. He's he's so great, and so you will have the families will have the opportunity uh, to purchase uh, three digital photos for twenty dollars, and part of that will go back to, to Kiwanis. And if they choose to just do it on their cell cell phone or. Or in addition to, we suggest a donation of five dollars for a cell phone photo. So we we're we're very excited about it because it kind of gives you an early start on your Christmas card. Yeah. All right. That it. that this is this is great. Okay. Listen, we're just going to do a very very short station break. I'm Jackie Balestra, and you're listening to the South Bay Show, Manhattan Beach Chamber 360. And this morning we're talking with a couple of representatives from Manhattan Beach Kiwanis International. Stephen Carvel, Cindy Carvel, and Suzanne Carga, Carger, sorry. <laughs> uh, and we're talking about a couple of, a couple of the uh, holiday events that Kiwanis hosts. Uh, two of the big ones, uh, well, the big one is the Santa Sleigh uh, float, which will be uh, out around Manhattan Beach for 15 nights. Stephen, what are the dates again? What date does it start again? It starts November the 26th and runs every weeknight through uh, December the 14th. December to the 14th. Okay, so, uh, and there's a website you can go to that. And, Stephen, what's that website again? It's ManhattanBeachSantaFloat.com. ManhattanBeachSantaFloat.com, ManhattanBeachSantaFloat.com. And Suzanne uh, is uh, Director of Sponsorship and Chairperson for the first annual Breakfast with Santa happening on November 25th 
and that's going to be held at the Jocelyn Center. Um, all this information can be found on the Kiwanis website as well. And uh, yes. that's all I'm doing for the, for the break, so I'm back, I'm back. Um, Stephen, I wanted to ask you something. Uh, you mentioned that a couple, well, the last couple of years you had the Santa float out at the final concert in the park the last couple of years, but you said people couldn't ha- wrap their head around it. The first year you did that, didn't like 4,000 people show up to get their pictures taken? Um, we had a lot of people show up. It it sort of, uh, it just sort of, it was it was hot. Uh, having, having Santa there in his entire costume was, was very tough. Uh, and we had, you know, there were more questions like, what are you guys doing here? You're sort of starting a little early. So this this event, this pancake breakfast, just sort of naturally dovetailed into what we have, uh, what we're trying to accomplish, which is just to give people an opportunity to get up, get their photo taken early enough to go out on their Christmas cards. A lot of families use this as sort of like the family tracking photo. I don't know if you've ever seen the, like, people take a yeah. picture in the same place every year or every month or whatever it is. So we have a lot of families that, that say, oh, I've, you know, I've got these, these pictures going back for 20 or 30 years with my kids. We're just trying to give them another opportunity to get it, but to get it fairly early in the season so that they can use it for their Christmas card. All right. And what are the other stops? So the pier lighting, the breakfast, what are the other stops for the sleigh this year, the special appearances? Yeah. So uh, pier lighting we did on last Wednesday. Um, our next special appearance is going to be the, the pancake breakfast on November the 25th. Um, our schedule changes just a little bit every every year, and it's changed a little bit this year. Traditionally, we would also be doing um, the parade at the Manhattan Village Mall. That happens on the Friday after Thanksgiving. Traditionally, it's not going to happen this year due to all the construction going on in the mall. So we will not be at the parade. I don't believe there's even a parade at the mall. Um, we uh, then will be on December the 1st at the North End Business District's Walkabout. That's a Saturday event this year. Uh, on December the 9th, we'll be at the pier for the Manhattan Beach Fireworks Display. And then on December the 18th, we'll be at the Farmer's Market in downtown Manhattan Beach. So those are the, the static appearances. And then, like I said, the, the moving appearances, the going out in the community starts um, on uh, November the 26th, and it'll go all the way through December the 14th. And you know what? I, if, if I could, I have one thing I'd like to talk about. So, and it's sort of like how our routes are evolving. Every year we go out and we really try to get all the way through the route. But every year we catch a couple of emails or phone calls from people who aren't satisfied with what we're doing. And if, if I could, can I talk about a little bit about what we've done to try to really be more efficient and get through all of the routes? Oh, sure. absolutely. Okay, good. So, so this is part of the message we need to get out there because everybody needs to understand these are all public service organizations that are working very hard to provide this uh, for the residents in the community. So as I mentioned earlier, um, t- traditionally the, the float would sort of leave around 5.30 and it started getting back later and later and later. And then finally when we had a few nights when we were getting back after 10 o'clock and we just weren't able to see all the kids, we decided we had to do something about it. So the first thing that we did is we started um, – Uh, our routes about 45 minutes earlier. And that starting 45 minutes earlier happened to coincide with the same year that we put a live Santa tracker on the float. So now you can go to our website and you can see real time where we are on the route. You don't have to even leave the comfort of your own living room to know where we are. It used to be that people would go outside and listen and turn right and left and try to figure out where we were by uh, hearing the music coming. Now we have a live Santa tracker. So we started going out 45 minutes earlier, we added a live Santa tracker. 
Well, the Live Santa Tracker probably came close to increasing our participation by 25 or 30%, because now not only did people know exactly where they were, where we were, but they could find us. And so sometimes what happens is we have the, the procession of the float going through the neighborhoods, and we have another procession of cars that's coming along behind us trying to catch us at the next stop. Um, so it, that sort of sort of offset, you know, the benefit of starting earlier was sort of offset by the number of uh, increased, the amount of increased participation. So we did some other things. Last year, we actually looked at all the demographic data from the elementary schools, the public elementary schools, to see where the kids lived in the neighborhoods. We redrew our, our routes um, to try to equalize the number of public elementary school kids. We don't have any data on where the private uh, elementary school kids, so all we could get was the public elementary school kids. Um, we added another night. We, we've gone from what used to be 13 nights. We're up to 15 nights now. We've increased volunteer staff. Um, we've started doing something really unique um, that we, we didn't do before. And what that is is we send a Rudolph out ahead to prepare Santa's landing site. So, Jackie, as you said earlier, we stop in the middle of the street. Well, what we found is that we're, the most time that we can save is on what we call the transitions, and that's from moving from stop to stop. And where you have kids that are sort of stopping uh, or, or waving at you uh, in different parts of the street, we can't just keep going. We had to stop. So what we've started doing is we've started sending uh, one of our escort cars ahead as a Rudolph to sort of get all the kids organized in the middle of the block to pick up the stragglers who are uh, you know, at different points so we can get them all consolidated in one place, get to one stop in the middle of the block, and get everybody up. And that uh, has actually helped us to save a lot of time. Uh, so everything that we can think of to try to make the routes more efficient so that we can get to the end of the route at a reasonable time before the little ones have to go to bed, we're doing. And if anyone has any, any other ideas that they'd like to share with me, my contact information is on the website, or you can go to, to ManhattanBeachSantaFlow.com, and you can send us an email. Uh, we're always happy to hear any suggestions that you might have. Uh, so kind of incorporating all of these things um, is, is what we're doing to try to get to the end of the routes. Uh, and so I guess my message to everybody who's listening is, I promise you, our goal is to get to the end of the route. We want to see every single child. There's no, there's no favoritism going on. We're not stopping longer at one place or another because one of our volunteers happens to live there or is making hot chocolate. We are moving as quickly as we possibly can. Well, I have to tell you, I've I've done this a couple of years. I've been on 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 the float a couple of times, and it's an incredibly well-oiled machine. You know, from my experience, it's, it, you you got to be very very organized. Cindy, Cindy, I got to get you yeah. in here. Uh, you you're running okay. what, what what is a very well-oiled machine here. Uh, it sounds like it sounds like uh, between Suzanne and Stephen, they've got they've got this uh, running smoothly. So um, what? What are you handling uh, at Kiwanis, other than just making sure everybody else is doing what they're supposed to be doing? I would say almost everything else. And, you know, I do help with uh, just making sure that Suzanne has everything she needs, Stephen has everything he needs. But let me just say this. Nobody loves the Santa Float, and I love the Santa Float more than Stephen Carvel. Yeah. So that when I delivered our youngest daughter who's about to be four on December 10th he said are you good babe because I'm on the float tonight <laughs> so he left me with our newborn so he could be on the Santa float it was 
pretty unbelievable. That's commitment. That's commitment. Stephen, I've, I've, never, I've never heard a number. How many people can I have on the float? Oh yeah, sorry. So um, we so we've 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 increased the capacity of the float. The float itself can comfortably hold about eight to ten people now, and we can accommodate a few more uh, if right. people are willing to rotate in and out of the escort vehicles. So the float doesn't go anywhere by itself. Okay. It has this year. It's going to have two lead volunteer police cars. Uh, at least one volunteer uh, tail car, and then one uh, on on duty police car at the rear, and that's right. all this trap. That's all this traffic safety stuff. Well, uh, you do sure. go through some rough areas in Manhattan. <laughs> we do. <laughs> you know, listen. That's you, where if, we need if, protection. If those kids don't get up there and get their candy cane, they are not happy. Oh, it gets it's brutal out there. Yeah. Now, here's here's something else, and this is, you know, of course, the, the business mind working here, but you've got this wonderful new float. Uh, I mean, it is really eye-catching, and it's tricked out, and the whole thing. Um, do you, as a fundraiser, do you rent it out for, for people to use uh, uh, during the holiday season? Can can people, have a if they're having a block party in December, can it come over to their block party and things like that? We have not we've not really gotten to that point. I think it's certainly something we could consider. Um, one of the you know one of the issues is the float. It's a little uh, delicate, right? So it's sort of it's built like uh, like a I think of it like a rolling photography studio, or you could think mm-hmm. of it like it's a rolling window display, or maybe even movie set. Uh, it looks great. It's it always requires a little bit of maintenance and and uh, tender love and care. It's not uh, super sturdy. And so one of my concerns would always be, you know, what kind of condition would we get it back in? Uh, it's something we could consider, though. We have we have not done that. I would think. Them. Well, I would think you would have to have a handler with it to make sure. Probably. Know, oh, yeah. Or yeah. a couple of handlers, you know. Probably. Well, who would I, organize yeah, getting on and off the float. Uh, obviously, the block party. I mean, and 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 getting Santa there. I mean, that's a busy month for Santa. So the, the ability for Santa to be able to be there too. Um, um, might not happen. Well, let's, now, let's, yeah. um, let's just set the stage here, again, for anybody that has not experienced the Santa Float Manhattan Beach. So it's this big, beautiful float, all right? It can hold, what would you say, Stephen, 10 people plus Santa, all right? The various service organizations that, that staff it each night for the 15 nights that they're out in their special appearances are dressed up in elf costumes, all right? Yes. Um, they, they pull up to your street. We got uh, cop cars with the flashing lights in front. You've got the the trailer cars. You've got music playing. You also have a a bright light that once you get to your stop, you put this bright light on so that as the kids come up on the sleigh and get into Santa's lap, and the, the families are taking pictures, you have great lighting. It's 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 a fantastic tradition, and the Kiwanis team does an incredible job with this. Um, but again, as several of you mentioned, it, it, it takes a village. So um, give us a shout-out to, to the other groups. I know, that, I know you work with the police department. I don't know if the fire department's involved. But you've got you to gotta do a lot of organizing to get this done every year. So um, who, want, who wants to take that? Cindy, Stephen, who wants to take that? Let, let me take that because I happen to have the schedule up right in front of me. Uh, and I'll, okay. I'll just kind of give a shout-out to all the organizations. So 
the first shout out really goes to the to the city of Manhattan Beach. Uh, they they give us a lot of support every year. Um, you know, I've joked before on your show that I, I run the Santa Mafia. We get pretty much whatever we need to make this happen. Uh, <laughs> that said, that said, all of the labor is is done by public service organizations. It's not. I don't think using much in the way of, of tax dollars to make all of this stuff happen. Uh, the next biggest shout out needs to go to Leadership Manhattan Beach, which is, as you all know, a great organization here that's really uh, that's geared toward mentoring, fostering future leaders in the city and also people who are interested in providing service to the city. That's the organization that renovated the float two years ago. Uh, and then just going down our, our list in no particular order, if you want to know who's going to be staffing the float this year, um, we have, of course, Manhattan Beach City Council. They have a night every year. Uh, the Manhattan Beach Police Department itself has a night. Uh, the Fire Department has a night. Uh, the home to this year, the Hometown Fair Board of Directors is going to have a night. Um, Manhattan Beach CERT, which is the Community Emergency Response Team, has a night. Rotary, uh, the Rotary Club of Manhattan Beach is going to be on. Uh, the Manhattan Beach Coordinating Council, which Mark plugged a little bit earlier, uh, is, traditionally has a night and has a night this year. Neighborhood Watch has a night. Uh, the Manhattan Beach Unified School District has a night. Seroptimist has a night. Neptunians, uh, who Suzanne is Yay, also a part of, has a night. Uh, <laughs> the Manhattan Beach Fireworks uh, Council has a night. And then the last but not the least is the Manhattan Beach Chamber of Commerce. And so you see these 15 different organizations uh, that are staffing the float. What you don't see on that list is Kiwanis. Uh, we, we've given up our night uh, to all these other organizations in service to the community. We, we're on there, uh, we're around it, but we're not there to uh, really to promote ourselves. We're there to provide a platform for everybody else and to the community. So, so you have all your nights are filled. You we, know, we, 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 yeah, I, you know, you're right, Mark. I don't know if I could actually get people to volunteer to be on the float at the end of the season after we've after we've already done all that. But yeah, our nights are filled, and we have we actually have a waiting list of other organizations that would like to be up on the float. So um, I have I have backup organizations who are on call if someone doesn't show up. I have other organizations who have said put us on the list. You know, I, we did this many years ago, and somehow we're not doing it anymore. But we want to be doing it again. So we what we're, about we're merging, blessed. merging organizations? In other words, two organizations per slay. That could I mean, work per too. night. That that know, could work too like, easily. Yeah, and we you know we do that. We also um, we also do a little bit of that. We started uh, a traditional. Actually, uh, then Principal Jackson started a, a tradition a few years ago, when he asked to be on the on the float in the nights where the where it was in the the areas of his school, and that sort of has spread on to other other principals uh, and vice principals at the elementary schools. They often now ride along on the Santa float on the nights, and then we have other members of the community that have said, hey, I'd like to be on this night or I'd like to be on that night, and we really try hard to accommodate all of that we possibly can. Because you, yeah, it, some of these groups can, can only have four or five people that they can get on the float or they have interested in being on the float, right? And so maybe you get another four or five from another group. Uh, yeah, it's gotten it's gotten super popular. Um, so so, we, you know, it's kind of rare for us to have a group say, "Oh, you know, we're short or we only have four or five people." What's more common oh, okay. is, is what is what what your question earlier, which is, "What's the most people I can have on the float?" Right. That's the that's the question that I get more often is, right. "How many people can we get up there?" Yeah. And like I said, you know, these organizations they have a lot of fun. It, it is a 
uh, it's a reward for them or a treat for their board of directors sometimes or however it is that they want to staff it. So they have a lot of fun. Some of them are Brad? surprised, I'll tell you, at how much work it is. It's a lot of work. Yeah, uh, I mean, it sounds like it because you, you want to go, well, why don't you go more nights? And you're going, wait, wait a second. You know, I mean, that's every, I mean, for you, are you out there every single night? Um, I have I, – most years I, I'm doing something every single day related to the float, whether it's getting to the yard and making sure it's set up to go out. Uh, I think last year I might have done like nine nights. The year before I might have done like 11. Uh, we're, getting, we're getting really good. You know, honestly, I'll tell you why. I've just had a hard time letting, letting go and letting other people sort of take charge. Uh, but I'm getting I'm getting better at that. People within my organization no. have said, "Hey, no. hey, you gotta you've gotta let other people step up and be involved." So, boy, I tell you, after about the fifth night, I'd be going, "Yeah, I'll step down. Anybody wants to delegate, go. Come on it's up here." It's hard work. It I mean, to be there four hour, fourteen nights in a row, yeah, four hours yeah. a night, and it's not, and by the way, dress appropriately for these nights and you know these are at the beach it's chilly at night and uh um, that's the thing you learn too when you get on these when you do the float well i got it i got to look like an elf yeah yeah that's the other thing yeah um yeah i always i i i've worn the elf costume the the years that i've done it you go to the uh staging area and uh there's ears and hats and big feet you can put on and little elf costumes and uh, yeah, I had an interesting experience with that one year, but I'm not going to go into that now. What I did want to mention was, um, Stephen, you were mentioning, you know, how popular this event is. And I got to tell you something. You know, Manhattan Beach has the world-famous pumpkin race every year. And yes. it started, this started in Manhattan Beach, all right? And then it got so big, it was, it was, you know, a particular block put this event on every year on their street. And it got so big that the city... They asked the city to take it over, and the city took it over, and it's one of the one of the most fun events up here. And it's gone around the country. Oh, really? The, I didn't know all, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. People all all across the country are doing their own pumpkin pumpkin races, not necessarily on the, on the level, the size of what Manhattan Beach is doing, but about four years ago, my niece. Uh, contacted me. They live in New Jersey. And she said, I saw this pumpkin race thing on your website. She said, we're going to do one this year. I and they just it. Yeah, that's they nice. They just to, to, to do their own pumpkin race. And, and, it's, and it's, gone, it's gone across the country, if not across the world. Well, yeah. so Stephen, we have such great Stephen, Boy, we're getting a lot of feedback here of something. I don't know why that is. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah um, I hear that. The uh, uh, you know when Stephen was putting this float together and we had the old the old frame the old low boy uh, that was the previous float, um, well, he said, do you want me to find a home for this? I said, absolutely, go for it. And he didn't you, what, what city was it? But they're doing the same thing. They're it's, it went to the that, city of Downey. Yeah, it went to the city of Downey. That frame and creating their own Santa float, and so that float. That frame, anyway, or that spirit of, of what we started in 1955 is carrying on uh, in, into Downey with, with uh, the frame of that, that float. The old float. See, yeah. I love no, that. No. And I love the traditions that we have here like that, like the float, to, like the fireworks, to, like the pumpkin race. I have to add and, and now breakfast with Santa. And now our new tradition. 
Right. The only thing the only thing I did, I have a funny story. The only thing when we first did the Santa Float, when I first got to the chamber, I had a friend of mine come in who's Jewish. And she said, Mark, uh, is the chamber, uh, are tax dollars going towards this Santa Float? I said, no. No, this is this is totally volunteer. There's no, I mean, that was money raised for it, uh, all of that. She goes, okay, because you know, there's there's really nothing for our Jewish uh, friends. And I said, well, maybe you could put together a Noah float, you know. And <laughs> I think, you know, that's maybe, you know, that maybe it should be in the works next is that float. Well, no one thinks that's funny. Okay, I thought that was good. I, well, well, I, didn't I, didn't, I didn't know if you were done with that suggestion, Mark. No, I, 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 just, I didn't want to cut that you off. It's a good, I, a good, you know, see Noah well, coming no, down well, your alley. I've heard, I've heard about this in the past that people have questions. You know, there are plenty of other religions and cultures and stuff, but, Stephen, don't you make this as kind of non-denominational as possible? You don't play... The religious holidays, don't you play the Rudolph and the Snowman, and and that stuff. You, so so, you know, I, I I would think that everybody could get in the spirit. Isn't Santa oh, kind do. of non, non-denominational? Well, so exactly. we we do go. We go to great lengths to make the float non-denominational. I I'm not sure. I think Santa might have started in maybe a Christian tradition. I'm not sure. But we there there is no religious symbolism uh, intentionally religious symbolism on the float. <laughs> we do play non-denominational music. If anything, our music is we're equal opportunity offenders with our music. I've heard, uh, you know, Santa got run over by a reindeer about five thousand times at this point. So <laughs> yeah. we go we go to great lengths to try not to offend anybody. Uh, unfortunately, I think we still do, but, but I promise you, it's not intentional. Yeah. Well, Stephen, you know, there's always going to be people. There's always going to be some people out there that are just never happy with anything. They they just, you know, they're natural, you know, complainers and whiners, and they're just never going to be happy. But I can guarantee you uh, the vast majority of people are are thrilled that Kiwanis takes this upon themselves every year to do this for the community. It is a great, great tradition. Thank you. Right. And, and you know, the fact that you – first of all, the fact that somebody is complaining means that it's out there, that it is a popular, uh, well-known, um, you know, tradition. And so, you know, that's kind of a, a sign um, that you're making some noise, uh, that, that, right, that, right. that people like it. I mean, it's not, it's not you know, it's, it's not so, just it, cricket. It, it, it's, you know. If somebody's complaining, you're doing something right, correct? Right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. And, so, uh, listen, we and have And I think five, it's the envy of a lot of other cities. I think that just like Downey is doing it, you know, I think to know, to to have this, this tradition here and where people are building parties around the night that that, that uh, the float's going to come through their neighborhood. I mean, that's – listen, I remember when my kids were elementary school age. Now they're in their 20s, but when they were in elementary school age – and we hear that float. We never really kind of, we never really knew when it was going to, I mean, many times we just didn't know, but boy, all of a sudden we'd hear the music and these kids mm-hmm. would just race outside and all the kids in the neighborhood are coming up and getting their picture with Santa. That was with the old float, you know, and, you know, I think the reindeer's head was leaning off to the side, you know, things like that. <laughs> and it's just, but, uh, 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 you know, it was such a wonderful memory for those of us who re- those who remember that with our kids being young and and the pictures we have. So that's it's 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 really cool. It's awesome. It is. And, it is and, fan- and it's I fantastic. got a high five 
to Stephen and Kiwanis for all and leadership for all the the work you guys put into making that happen. Really, a real asset and a real contribution uh, to our community. It is. It is. Now we only have a couple of minutes left, Cindy. Um, is there anything else coming up, Kiwanis, that you want to mention? No, green pick breakfast, stand afloat, and then um, we'll go back to doing tour de pier. We do bike and stroller LA, and then the hometown fair, and uh, you'll just see us around. And we would say, please, you know, we welcome you. Our member meetings are the third Thursday of every month. Check out our website to see what location we'll be at. But we'd be happy to have you. It's a fun service organization. We're just a fun group of people and uh, enjoy each other's company and giving back to our community. I love that. I love that. Now, Suzanne, would you please tell us one more time about uh, the first annual, it, we're calling it the first annual, the uh, uh, Santa Breakfast. One more time, the information on that, please. Yes. It's Sunday, November the 25th at Jocelyn Center at 1601 North Valley, and the time is 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Tickets are $8. Children five and under are free. And tickets are available either at the door or online at tlw.bz backslash Santa. Okay. All right. It's that time of the season, everybody. Get out your calendars. Uh, look up all this information. And by the way, uh, my website is a clearinghouse for all this information. So uh, you can just go on there and get, and get you know, all these various different events on there. Um, fantastic show, everybody. Uh, really appreciate you being with me this morning and, uh, and, and, and dealing with me as host this morning. Okay, so our guest this morning, uh, Stephen Carvel, thank you so much for being our guest again this morning. Thank you, Jackie. I had a great time. All right, and Cindy Carvel, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, all right, and Suzanne Carger, uh, thank you very much for you, uh, joining us this morning. And, and thank all of you for all you do for the community. And Mark Lips, thank you so much for uh, helping me out. Oh, you're me out my pleasure. We, I love, you know, keep in mind, too, all of you out there, ManhattanBeachSantaFloat.com, right, Stephen? ManhattanBeachSantaFloat.com. If you want to know when it's coming to your neighborhood during those, uh, uh, during those nights, uh, ManhattanBeachSantaFloat.com. And on December 14th, we're going to be um, up in, by Grandview, right? Isn't that our? Uh, let's uh, see. You are you are area 15, and yes, that's the Grandview area. Right. So that's uh, appropriate too, because uh, that's where my kids went to their elementary school, and so that'll be good to be up there. So I'm I'm looking forward to this, and uh-huh. and I love pancakes, so I will be there for that. Um, will you be throwing blueberries or anything in the pancakes or? Um, Mark, we'll be throwing something in your pancakes. We just can't yeah, tell you what. I, I know. I, I, I knew that was going to happen, and that's what I'm going to be watching for. If Stephen is there, I'm going to make sure that my pancake is pristine. I don't want to see oh. chunks of whatever it is he threw in there. So. All right. All right. Well, that's our show, everybody. Thank you so much for listening, and um, have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye. Bye-bye.